weeks. It's Monday, May 1st, 2023. Coming up on the program today, making your students eat vomit. Plus, how not to handle a naked man jumping on your car. It's the day Tony Danza's been wishing for since 1995. He's back in the news for all the wrong reasons. And a giant floating dick and nuts. Distorted View Daily proudly presents unsavory superstar Jimmy Mitchell singing his classic cover of Mac the Knife. Oh, the shark bite had such teeth there, and it shows him pearly white, just a jack knife. Has old my keep babe, and it keeps it out of sight. You know when that shark bites with his teeth, dear, scarlet billows start to spread. Fancy gloves, oh, where's old my keep babe? So there's never, never a trace of red. Now on the sidewalk, a hot, hot, woo, sunny morning, uh uh-huh, lies a body just oozing light. Hey, it's someone sneaking round the corner. Could that someone be Mac the Knife? Uh, there's a tugboat, put, put, put down by the river, don't you know? With the man just drooping on down. Whoa, that seaman is just, is there for white deer. And now that Maggie is back in town. Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Welcome to 1-800-ASSHOLE. I'm a mommy. I'm a mommy. The vagina is full of AIDS. Christian now fears his flatulence. Try new peanut butter AIDS. Timothy James Henson back here with you to start yet another week right here on Distorted View Daily. Have a great program for you. Uh, this past weekend, I ran across a uh, a story about how Tony Danza is receiving backlash. I immediately thought, oh, well, he said something stupid on Twitter. To me, that's the greatest part of social media. These actors and actresses, people who were once in show business but are now largely irrelevant, they can still cause a stir online. The only issue is like 99% of the time it's for something negative. Oh, Tony Danza tweeted something racist. In a post, he implied that a woman's place is in the kitchen. George Floyd was a crackhead, right? All those tweets do sound plausible, don't they? So uh, naturally, I was curious. I'm like, oh, what did Tony Danza say on Twitter? To my surprise, though, uh, this had really nothing to do with social media, aside from the fact a a clip was posted on TikTok of Tony Danza being interviewed on the red carpet. 
Another valid question, of course, is who the hell is inviting Tony Danza to the red carpet? Like, what is this a red carpet event for? Did they turn Who's the Boss into a musical? Maybe one of Tony's kids are involved in this production. I don't know. For some reason, Tony Danza is walking the red carpet. An interviewer asks him a question, and Tony is mean. I'll get to the clip here in a second, but this certainly does track. We've played a clip of Tony Danza many times on this show where... He's about to be interviewed by a local news station, and he's just like a giant jerk. He doesn't realize he's actually live, and, and the news anchor's trying to get his attention. Tony, one, two, three, four, five. About being on these things. One, two, three, four, end five. Up on those news shows so often, you know? And those news shows are terrible. Tony. Is, I'm telling you, I just realized it because I'm here in the news show in the background. You, know, you always think that you're doing those good morning uh, shows, but this is one of those news shows. Damn, I'm telling you, this is crazy. I don't want to do this. Tony. One, two, three, Tony. The local news. One, two, three, four, five, Tony. How exciting. Tony Danza. No one else wants to talk to you, Tony. You know, at one point in his career, I'm sure he was interviewed by, like, Good Morning America and the Today Show. He's bitter, you know, where his career's at. But Jesus Christ, be grateful someone wants to talk to you. What are you there to promote? The Topeka, Kansas Community Art Center production of The Music Man or something? And you wonder why you're not booked on The Tonight Show. Okay. Back to the clip here. One, two, three, Tony. One, two, three, four, five, Tony. <laughs> part of the local news. How exciting. Tony Danza. Tony Danza. You fucking asshole. You're on live, Tony. You never know when you know, people are listening to what you're saying, Tony. Yeah. Tony? You know, I know, I right after him. murder and mayhem and the rescue in California, Tony Danza. I'm so excited. One, two, three, four, five, Tony. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Tony, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, we're going to start the interview now. No murder and mayhem, just the interview about your oh. movie. You ready? All right, fine. Oh, you heard me, huh? Oh, every bit of it. Oh, good. Joining us now is Tony Danza. You know him from Well, don't Taxi. you feel, I mean, don't you feel a little bit like that's what you do? I mean, not for no. nothing. Not, She's I, reporting the news. It's her fucking job. That's what she signed up for. You know what she probably doesn't want to do is talk to you. No one wants to be. You don't want to be there. She doesn't want to be there. Let's just fucking grin and bear it. Like, what, what do you expect her to ask you, by the way? um, 30 years ago, you appeared on a sitcom. How is that? If I was the interviewer, I would be like, you know, it's ironic you're on the news considering you haven't done anything noteworthy in the past fucking four decades. There is nothing timely about your career, Tony. One, two, three, four, five, Tony. That's how many decades it's been since you've been on television. One, two, three, four, five. Tony, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. All right. So this new article I ran across states, uh, Tony Danza is facing backlash for his patronizing demeanor during an interview on Broadway this week. Let's just take a listen here. How are you? Good to see you again. Good. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm Roy. How you doing? Well, the first thing I'd like to make fun of is this guy. But again, you know, this is Broadway. There's a certain type of person who enjoys Broadway. And I think Roy kind of embodies that. So, you know, I mean, you got to expect you're going to get people like Roy uh, asking you questions. How are you? Good to see you again. How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? It is some, it, it, there's some energy here. And I understand maybe Tony can't match that energy. He's put off by this energy. The interviewer has said three words and I'm already kind of now going back and forth. Like, mm, maybe I'm on Tony's side here. I have no idea what Tony Danza says to this guy. 
but it might be valid. It, maybe it's like tone it down. <laughs> hey, can you can you take it down a few notches? How are you? Good to see you again. Good. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm Roy. How you doing? We're right here. How are you folks doing tonight? Well, excited. It's so great, right, to be in, uh, here at New York, New York? Absolutely. Right. Just saw John Relax Sanders. a little. You're more excited than we are. Make it easy. It's exciting. It's a great night. I know, night. I know, I know, I know. Okay. So, okay, so Tony totally literally does tell him to calm down, which is a little patronizing, but... He might just be playing around with them. It's exciting. It's a great I know, night. I know, I know, I know, okay. So what's your um, favorite uh, Kander and Ed moment in musical theater? I just had it. I was hugging him. Isn't that something else? I just had it, yeah. yeah. Now, what's your favorite New York City staple food item? Is it a pizza or hot dog? You know what? You got to do money. You got to come up with better questions. Come on, let's go. I got to go. Yeah, it's that little interaction that is getting TikTok all riled up. First of all. I have to agree with Tony. That is a bad question. That being said, what the hell else are you going to ask Tony Tansa? Anything you ask might piss him off. Like, hey, Tony, what are you working on? Well, nothing. He's not working on anything. The very first question Rye asked, oh my God, hi! The very first question was like, uh, what's your favorite Broadway moment? Okay, they're on Broadway, whatever. And what does Tony say? I was just, I just hugged that guy. It happened just now. That's my favorite, that's my favorite moment. Well, that's nothing. I mean, what, what kind of answer is that? You're giving the interviewer nothing. You're making fun of his energy. You're embarrassing him. According to Rye. Oh, my God. Hey! Rye says, uh, to say I was blown away, shocked, and embarrassed is an understatement. Yeah. Rye is laying it on a little thick, too. He said, I understand not everyone is in the mood to answer questions. You know, if you're on the red carpet, you really should just answer any fucking question that's thrown at you. Unless, unless it's, like, super offensive. Like, how big's your cock? You been laying any pipe lately, Dan's up? Like, I could understand getting upset, but, you know, it was a pretty innocuous question. Do you like hot dogs or pizza? He didn't even say it in a gross way. It wasn't like, do you like sloppy, greasy pizza? Or do you want to wrap your mouth around a thick hot dog and show that wiener in? Like, that's how I would ask the question, I guess. What New York food would you like to stick your dick in? But Rye's just like, hey, you're in New York. What's your favorite New York food? I get the vibe that uh, Tony doesn't so much like the homosexuals. Rye did say in the comments, for those who may be unaware, this was for the opening night of New York, New York. Oh, okay. So it's like a New York themed musical or something. That's why there was like New York themed questions. Okay. I'm with you, Rye. I'm back to thinking it's all 100% Tony's fault because he's a big dick. The other thing that people have been commenting on and something you can't see and I haven't mentioned yet is that uh, when Tony answers and is like, you got to come up with some better questions, you know, he kind of does this thing where he uh, cups the guy's face or slaps his face, you know, taps it. Now, what's your favorite New York City staple food item? Is it a pizza or hot dog? You know what? You got to do money. You got to come up with better questions. Come on. Let's <laughs> yeah, he kind of like taps his face. Not, not like slaps you gotta it or do anything. Money. But... You got to come up with better questions. Come on. Let's go. I got to go. Thank you, yeah. Tony. Where you got? to go, Tony. You gotta take a piss. Lord knows you don't have to be anywhere. Alright, well there you go, Tony Danza. Not finding a lot of new fans on TikTok this past weekend. Next up, I gotta say thanks to DB listener Herbeege in the Discord. They found a new, uh, old cross-dressing slave. Does that make sense? This is Robert. Robert is sporting a cute floral blue dress, a necklace, earrings, handbag. Our girl is accessorizing. Work it, honey. 
In this video, like most, she's addressing her master. I love you, goddess. I need you, goddess. I need to serve you, goddess. I'm your slave. I'm your slave, goddess. I am your mindless, obedient slave. So things get repetitive. You know, this video... Gorgeous woman in the world, goddess. I'm sorry. This video is about a minute. I am your slave. A minute and 30 seconds, and it's a lot of I this. I am your slave, goddess. Okay. I am your slave. Now, Robert posts a lot of videos. Many of them sound just like what you heard. I had to look through a bunch to find some new content. I have no mind. I mean, it's all along the same lines. Mindless slaves. I have no will. I must obey my mistress. If you detect a slight speech impediment, yes, I think there's a lisp going on here, which makes it so much better. I am your slave, goddess. Oh, and we're Command back to that. Command me, mistress. Someone in the comments must have stumbled in by accident because Alina says, uh, what? To which Robert responded, what, honey? Look at my high heels, bitch. I like Robert takes shit from no one except of course his master by the way take a look at the chapter artwork or featured image over there at distortedview.com uh, and superfreaksideshow.com if you want to see what robert looks like here very sexy granny i know in some of the videos he's i guess looking for fashion advice hi hi i wonder if this bag goes with my shoes the bag goes with the shoes uh i think it's okay i wonder if this pocketbook goes with my shoes such pretty high-heeled shoes. All right. I hope they go with my pocketbook. And this is pretty much what her TikTok account is like. I have no mind. I have no will. I must obey my mistress. I am your slave, goddess. You know, it's funny. I don't know if this person uh, identifies as a woman or just enjoys cross-dressing. I think it's the latter. But you can just sort of tell this person, even though they, they like to cross-dress, they're still into some guy stuff as well. Like, if you look closely in the shot, she's filming herself here in a, in a mirror, like a full-length mirror that's been set up in her living room. And it's uh, the, the mirror reflects what's going on in the kitchen. You can sort of see a microwave in the back and also like some uh, bookshelves. But then on the bottom of the floor, like um, next to the mirror, you start to see like this line of die cast cars. There's like 20 or 30 of them on the floor. And then and then there's some cars on the shelves behind her. It's just funny. Like those are his hobbies. He enjoys leopard print dresses and matching handbags, being a brainless slut for his mistress and collecting die cast NASCARs. He's just a dude like the rest of us. Speaking of dudes, I've got a clip here of a naked man who was just standing on someone's car in their driveway. There's a couple of women that reside at the residence, and I feel like they did not handle the situation properly. The first thing they, they did wrong was uh, they start interacting with this guy. That's not going to lead anywhere good. What they should have done is call the cops. Step one, call cops. If you find a naked man writhing around on your Honda Civic. The second thing is uh, she starts yelling at this guy, but she goes outside to do it. 
that's endangering her because you don't know how crazy this man is. He's going to be pretty crazy because, again, he's completely naked, dick flapping in the wind, jumping up and down on your car. Secondly, you have opened the door to your house. It's no longer locked, which means there's a point of entry for this guy. And uh, yes, he does take advantage of that. Who the fuck are you? Get off my car. Mom? Get out of here. Please help me. Do you want me to beat you up? Mom treats this naked guy like a cat that's sort of like wandered into the backyard. Get out. Get out of here. Get. Get out of here. Daughter just wants to hit him. Do you want me to beat you up? There's a place, place. Yeah, the dude made a beeline for the front door. Luckily, mom closed it and, and locked locked the door before he could he could get, get in. Now he's just sort of jumping around the front porch area. I feel like she could have tried to de-escalate the situation. He's probably just high on something, right? And he's kind of matching her energy. At the start of the clip, all he's doing, you know, he's just naked standing on a car. And this woman just starts screeching at him. Of course he's going to get freaked out. You startled him. Oh, well. The daughter tries to run in the house, and guess who follows her? You can't reason with a crazy naked person. I don't know why you're wasting your breath. Again, I don't want to victim blame here, but you brought this all on yourself. You're scared. He's a guy asking for help. He's in a bad place. Don't chase him around with a broom or whatever the hell's going on. He starts breaking stuff and that just startles him even more. He ends up like in the fetal position on their couch trying to cover himself up. What the fuck? Get the hell out of my house! What the fuck? Well, now you hear a, another man's voice. I don't know if this is a neighbor who came to help, but you know what? As soon as the man gets involved, guess who runs out of the house? Unfortunately, there's no real resolution to this video. Like, I don't know if uh, the police or the ambulance came and took this guy away or what his problem was. I do know in the comments, a lot of people are echoing my concerns with the comments like, who would respond to this situation in this way? Just call the cops. A rational person would have locked the doors, called the cops from the inside, not grab their phone and go outside to interact with this crazy person. My favorite comment, though, is uh, someone who said, this is the average protagonist in a horror movie. Just making all the wrong decisions. Running upstairs, hiding in a closet. The killer won't find me here. All right, uh, let's move on. We're going to check in with uh, Indiana politics. Yeah, just one state over from me. And uh, a councilman has decided to come out as a woman. And I think a different color. Thank you. Now moving on, IT made as a Delaware County councilman is coming out as a transgender as transgender and a woman of color. The anchor even had trouble understanding what the hell was written there. What's funny is if this councilman is a Democrat, 
then he's serious, right? He really thinks he's a woman and black or an Indian or Asian or whatever the fuck he believes. However, if he's a Republican doing this, he's just trolling, right? It's it's a stunt. Either way, Rakakulous, I don't think the, the world is quite ready for transracial. That's, uh, that's a step too far. County councilman is coming out as a transgender, <laughs> as transgender and a woman of color. Delaware County Councilman Ryan Webb announced that he now identifies as an Indian American woman. <laughs> Since that announcement, he's received some support, but a lot of backlash, many calling him childish, despicable, even calling for things like execution. I mean, it's obvious in the post that he's trolling. He says it's with great relief that I announced to everyone that I identify as a woman and not just any woman, but as a woman of color as well. I guess this would make me gay slash lesbian as well, since I'm attracted to women. Woo! That felt good to finally get out there and start living life as my true self. I'm excited to bring some diversity to the county council. Until today, we didn't have any females of color or LGBTQIAPC++ on the council. To avoid confusion... Uh, you can continue to address me as Ryan or Councilman Webb. I will also retain my preferred pronouns of he, him. However, this will in no way diminish my true identity uh, as a woman of color. Who knows just how far we can take things, but I'm glad this is now possible so anyone can be anything or anyone they want. He also uses the hashtag girl power. <laughs> What a dick. It's come to my attention that I'm more than likely the very first lesbian woman of color in the history of Delaware County. Or, you know, to at least, uh, you know, serve on city council. I'm honored to be the one to shatter that glass ceiling. Let's uh, play the rest of this news story. A lot of backlash, many calling him childish, despicable, even calling for things like execution. <laughs> in a statement Webb gave to IT Mate, he says, quote, it is unfortunate that I cannot simply be given the same space and respect to explore my identity that so many of those targeting me demand for themselves. It's possible I may change my mind down the road. The process of identity exploration is complex and oftentimes at the end of our personal journey, we end right back where we started. The funny thing is there's no way to prove that he's being sincere or insincere. You just sort of have to take his word for it because... That's what all people ask for, right? When they go through this, when they say, hey, I, I I am trans. I feel like a woman or, you know, whatever. Please use the correct pronouns for me. And outwardly, they look like a guy. You just have to be like, oh, okay, if you say so. I mean, what's the alternative here? Calling this councilman a liar on the basis of what? That's what he wants you to do, probably, right? It's all a trap. Just ignore him or send him tampons in the mail or something. I don't know. I say everyone who claims to be trans has to take a lie detector test. If they can convince themselves that they are questioning or feel like a different gender or something and they can pass a lie detector, then you, then everyone has to go along with it, too. How about that? Could that be the rule? We need to find some sort of way to validate this shit. You know, it's easy to, to tell if a person is gay or not. Tell them to make out with a dude. Hey, put a cock in your mouth. If they're like, mm, okay. Chances are they're gay. We need some of that r same rigorous testing, but for, you know, trans people. Vote Tim Henson for Congress. I'm going to round up all the trans people and hook them up to stuff and test them. And then the ones that, that truly are trans, they'll get a special tattoo, a barcode or something. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be a great idea? So they're easily identifiable. And that's how Tim Henson unwittingly started Holocaust 2.0. Whoops. In the words of Urkel, did I do that? I was just 
trying to be helpful. I'm on your side here, guys. Trying to prevent, you know, asshole Republicans from uh, pretending to be trans. I slipped up, though. I made a mistake. Whoopsie. It's one of those patented Tim Henson boners. Uh, Real quick, before we get into the news today, got to say thanks to Level in the Discord. Level sent me a link to a, a TikTok channel called Aesthetic Primal. At first, it seemed like one of those standard alpha male improve yourself to get women channels. Like there's all these like tips to uh, like lower your voice. What if I told you there was a certain chemical that could instantly boost your attractiveness? Oh, yeah, it's a chemical that boosts your attractiveness. This chemical occurs naturally in your body and that you can increase the amount that your body produces. I am talking about triodothyronine. Isn't that the stuff in Turkey that makes you tired? What sort of bullshit is he peddling? Here's the voice one. I was shocked when I found out about this technique that deepens your voice. Having a deep voice makes you sound more attractive and makes your words sound more powerful. Okay, you've piqued my interest. You know I want a deeper, more masculine voice. How do I get it? How do I get it? To your vocal cords. They will not get stronger from some humming exercises or some weird chanting, but rather from heavy resistance, like screaming as hard as you can. That's all I've been doing on this podcast for 20 years is screaming into the microphone. I should sound like uh, Barry, not Barry Manilow. Yeah, Barry Manilow. No, <laughs> not Barry Manilow. <laughs> I do sound like Barry Man. Who am I thinking of? Barry, Barry Manilow, Barry. I'm thinking of Barry White. Holy shit. Barry White. I need to sound like Barry White. This technique is based around this principle. You basically scream as loud as you can into your pillow so nobody hears you. Just make sure the screaming sounds more like a roar and not like the one of a 10-year-old girl. That's the big tip here? Scream into a pillow? That kind of sounds like something a 13-year-old girl would do when she wasn't asked to the spring fling dance or whatever. You know what I mean? But okay, I've got a pillow here. I'm going to give this a shot. I mean, if it works, it works. Anything to lower my voice. Here we go. Again, I don't know why I keep doing Barry Manilow. Probably not the route to go if I want to sound more manly. I've got Manilow stuck in my head for some reason. The best tip this guy has for us, though, has got to be this one. You need to start breathing into your balls. Easier said than done. I've been trying to blow myself since I was a teenager. It's just not going to happen. I'm not that bendy. I'm going to have to get someone to help me. (laughs) Would someone please blow into my balls? I don't even know what that means. How do you blow into your balls? You need to start breathing into your balls. I'm sorry. Breathing into your balls. You need to start breathing into your balls. Still, that seems pretty difficult to do. Let me explain. Only when you are breathing into your balls, you ensure proper engagement of the diaphragm. When the diaphragm is not engaged during breathing, it will result in a lack of oxygen in the blood. Reduce testosterone levels. Is it like just uh, taking deep breaths and then making sure like you clench your balls? You know how you can sort of like make your balls flex? Can you guys do that? Like, I, like I'm like i doing it right now. I can make my balls move. And a terrible posture that looks something like this. Oh, now see now I do have terrible posture. Terrible posture, but I can flex my balls. I think there's hope for me yet, maybe. Now you may think that you don't care about posture, but eventually your bone structure will adapt to this with compensations such as a recessed bone and narrow collarbones like the guy on the left. This can all be easily prevented by just breathing into your balls. 
Well, tell us how to do it already. But how exactly do you breathe into your balls? Thank you. It's very simple. Just breathe very slowly through your nose and visualize all the air going into your balls or pelvis, and that's it. Make sure you comment your thoughts. Yeah, I don't. That's not a. That you, that's not a thing. You can't visualize where the air goes. This is bordering on some alpha male new age mumbo jumbo. Which, if you ask me, new age shit is pretty girly. Yes. Visualize the air you breathe entering the lungs, working its way down your body and into your scrotal sac. I am going to keep doing that screaming thing, though. I could see that potentially working. And it and it is pretty manly to just be like, Rah! scream like, Rah! why don't you love me, daddy? You never play catch with me. <laughs> I think I could really work out some shit screaming into that pillow. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And up, fucked up news, right up. Hey, if you enjoy Distorted View daily at all, please consider signing up for the sideshow. That's our member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Uh, I typically do it two times a week, Tuesday and Thursday. This week should be no different. That means tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. You get a personalized little RSS feed that you can plug into most podcasting apps. But there's an even easier way if you happen to use Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can sign up right in those mobile apps. If you go that route, uh, the exclusive shows will appear alongside the free episodes in your you know, Spotify feed or Apple Podcast feed or whatever. For more information, check out distortedview.com and, of course, superfreaksideshow.com. There is one final way to help us out. Um, Patreon, patreon.com slash distorted view. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. Thank you so much to all of my patrons. Uh, if you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And we may have some patrons checking in today. Uh, so that'll be happening in a few minutes. But first, let's get into the news. First story I have for you today. Indiana is really having a moment. We've got transracial councilmen, and now this news story where some teachers forced a student to eat his own vomit. Welcome to the DV family, Indiana. Ta-da! All right, five educators face charges after at least two of them forced a seven-year-old boy to eat his own puke, according to cops in Brownsburg, Indiana. I'm going to need specifics here, like were the teachers trying to keep the kids puke in his own mouth and swallow it down or had the puke already come out and they were like, you need to clean this up off the floor, lick it up like a dog. Either way, hilarious. The allegations stem from an incident in February when Sarah Seymour, 27, a life skills teacher at Brown Elementary School, what the hell are kids learning in school today? I know I sound like an old person when I say this. They're just learning about gay sex and how to wear dresses. No, but I mean, like when I was in school and I know that was like a gazillion years ago, we didn't have life skills class, especially in elementary school. Like, what were they teaching? What are you doing, life skills? 
eating one's own vomit is not a life skill you should acquire. All right. Uh, life skills teacher Julie Taylor, 48, allegedly gave a tray for the child to vomit on. So the kid wasn't feeling well. He's like, I'm going to puke. And so she shoved a tray under the kid's uh, head. All right. Could have gave a garbage. I'm sure they had a garbage can, right? He vomited. And life skills instructor aide Deborah Knipf, 63, gave him a spoon. <laughs> the seven-year-old was allegedly forced to consume some of what he retched up. I'm always looking at uh, various legal angles here. Like if I was the lawyer for these ladies, I would uh, I would argue, look, my clients didn't make the kid eat all of his vomit. It was some of the vomit. Just We just wanted him to taste it. How do you know you're not going to like something if you don't at least try it? Just try it. Both Seymour and Knipp stood at each side of the child while he consumed a portion of the vomit. Officer said the child was also forced to clean the rest with paper towels. I wonder if the kid did something stupid to vomit. And the whole time the teacher you know, was yelling at the kid, don't do that. Like, you know, the kid opened up the pencil sharpener and ate all the shavings. You know, and the teacher warned the kid, you're going to puke. You're going to puke it up. You don't eat the pencil shaving. And the kid puked up the pencil shavings and was like, well, I told you. Now you should be forced to eat that up. Again, it's not it's not the best defense, but it is a, a defense. It's something. Life skills instruction aid, Kristen. How many fucking aides are there in this one class? we got a teacher and two aides for a class. I'm still not sure what's being taught. <laughs> Life skill instruction uh, aide, Kristen Mitchell, 38. And Megan King. Oh, there's another one, too. A registered behavioral technician working for the company Kids Count Therapy. Oh, is this like a special ed thing? Okay, that, that may make sense. We're also allegedly there and saw the incident happen. All five women are charged with failure to report a misdemeanor. Seymour and Knip also face a count of neglect of a dependent. According to city police, school district cops contacted them on the evening of April 12th regarding a report of Seymour and Knip mistreating the child during lunch in February of 2023. Cops noted that four other people were potentially involved. All six were put on administrative leave. Police said ultimately the termination process for Seymour and Knip was initiated while the others remain on administrative leave pending the school board's ruling. The school district told kids county therapy they could not be on school district property pending the investigation. So uh, there you go. This news site allows comments. So there's some uh, obviously great comments on there uh, like turnabout is fair play. Make the teachers and aides eat his vomit. Someone else said, want to bet if they go to prison, they'll be made to work in the kitchen. Just not a great idea. And finally, Goat Pliskin says, kids these days are so soft. When I was a boy, we ate our own vomit all the time. It was no big deal. Second story we have for you today. Another TikTok challenge gone horribly wrong or horribly right, depending on how you look at it. I'm choosing to look at it like sometimes these challenges hurt other people innocent bystanders or people looking to purchase ice cream. They end up getting a, a tub of ice cream that's already been licked by a TikToker and then put back on the shelf. Ew, right? That's not good. But if you're a, a TikToker and you partake in something stupid and you end up burning 80% of your body, well, you didn't hurt anyone else and you only have yourself to blame. A TikTok challenge that went horribly wrong left a 16-year-old North Carolina boy severely disfigured with burns covering nearly 80% of his body. Mason Dark, which is a great name considering what happened to his body. You know, burnt to a crisp, all blackened. Dark. 
I guess the only better name he could have possibly had would be uh, Mason Well Done. But uh, alas, no, it's Mason Dark. Mason Dark and his friends were creating a makeshift torch. <laughs> Just reading those words, you're like, well, that that there's no way this is going to end well for the kids. Makeshift torch. They created a makeshift torch with a spray paint can and a lighter. That, of course, triggered an explosion that consumed the teens in flames. He's unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. His mother, a parrot, said. He's unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. I don't know why she said it twice. The teens from Wake Forest, North Carolina, a town roughly 17 miles northeast of Raleigh, uh, were participating in a dangerous TikTok challenge where social media users use flammable aerosols to create miniature flamethrowers. Instead of fanning the flame out, the can simply exploded. They all heard a big boom, and then Mason came running out and started taking off his shirt, Dark said. Mason hopped into a nearby river to soothe the burns, but emerged with charred skin. Both moves ended up worsening his condition. The teenager suffered a T-shaped third-degree burn. I don't know if it's just because I'm hungry, but doesn't everything sound food and meat-related? Dark, dark meat. T-bone, T-shaped third degree, mm, charred skin. Oh, it all just sounds so delicious. The teenager suffered a T-shaped third degree burn on his back from ripping off the flaming shirt and is at high risk of infection from the river water. Mason was rushed to the UNC burn center with burns covering 76% of his body. Quote, the way he looked when those kids saw him when he first came back in to what he looks like now, it's a hundred times different, said Dark. Mason has already undergone several surgeries to get skin grafts. Ah, Dark told the outlet it's like seeding a lawn to see her son's skin slowly heal. The teenager, who is a very active football player and track runner, is expected to spend the next six months, oh my God, at the burn center. Well, if you're a parent, there's a reminder to have a chat with your kids about not setting aerosol cans on fire, especially right next to their face. This is why if I was a parent, I would just give my kid a real flamethrower. I'd get one of those uh, Tesla ones that Elon Musk was selling, those uh, boring company flamethrowers. Because you don't want kids messing around with a makeshift flamethrower. I'd teach my kid the responsible way to spray down an inferno of hellfire. All right, final story we have for you today. Take a look at the chapter artwork. I'll try to include this uh, in the show notes as well because, uh, my God, is this thing magnificent. A peculiar-looking iceberg has caught the attention of social media users. A man named Ken Pretty, aw, a Canadian drone photographer from the town of Dildo. Are you shitting me? This news story is too perfect. We got a drone photographer from the town of Dildo taking a picture of a giant iceberg in the shape of a cock. It's days like this that gets me so enthused about the news. I'm so enthused about the news. I'm so enthused about the news. For time is what I could use to write my story. I'm so enthused about the news. I'm so enthused about the news. Yes, the shape iceberg was found off the coast of Newfoundland. The iceberg is now known as the Dickyberg to several social media users. The photo went viral on social media with over 3,000 shares and many comments. 
Pretty says that he was lucky to capture the iceberg at the right moment because it is melting quickly. I guess that kind of sh should be the, the real story here. Climate change, icebergs breaking off, melting quickly. We should all be very alarmed, but goddamn, it's not every day you see an iceberg in the shape of a cock. A cock with balls! I'm making it my uh, desktop wallpaper. Pretty says I'm getting a lot of responses and a lot of reaction to the photo because of its resemblance to a part of the male anatomy. A lot of people online are making comments like, uh, I should call him frozen stiff one joked this year there's been many icebergs off the coast of newfoundland and labrador and people have been sharing their sightings online however if you go out looking for the dicky berg you're going to be disappointed because uh its tip is already gone it either fell off or melted it's losing its little ice erection uh there you go take in it's a great picture it really does look like cock and balls it's breathtaking. Uh, check it out over there at distortedview.com, superfreaksidja.com, or, of course, uh, the chapter artwork. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news uh, for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, guys, many ways to contact the show, show at distortedview.com. Of course, I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Uh, we do have some patrons to check in with today. Uh, they've pledged at least $5 over there at patreon.com. You can too. It's very easy and it does help me out. Uh, thank you to all my patrons, including... Hey, Tim, it's Tyler, Tyler. calling in with a uh, tidbit of information you might find interesting. Okay. A number of years ago, there was a book published uh, called Freakonomics. Yeah. I'm sure you or some of you have read it. it. I think it was written by Stephen Levitt. Um, and it's uh, about social economics, but, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, pop, you know, books. Okay. And pop science books. Anyways, one of the uh, one of the chapters is called "Hungry, Hungry Judges," and he talked about a judge in a ham sandwich. Um, mm. Judges are statistically more likely to hand out lenient lenient sentences after lunch. Okay, so if you uh, if you have the the chance, right, you want to you want your hearing to be right after lunch um, <laughs> and stiffer sentences before lunch. Hmm. Um, like that's actually like a statistical cor uh, correlation. So, anyways, just thought that was cool. So, if you ever have to be prosecuted for anything, yeah, try to uh, get it first thing in the morning after the judges have breakfast. Well, I'm going to try to work my magic because you know I'm defending those uh, teachers who made a kid eat vomit. I'm going to try to get that court case pushed to like around one one thirty p.m. Thanks for the tip. Oh, no. The devil calling just to say hello. <laughs> hello. And, uh, ask how you're doing. How are you feeling? I'm you? never feeling good. I'm always feeling awful. <laughs> how are you feeling? How's that old ticker doing? You know what I mean? Your heart. Heart seems to be doing okay right now, knock on wood. Anyhow. Everything I'll else. See you soon. <laughs> no! <laughs> Stay away, Satan! I love Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ is my savior! Or any other messiah or deity willing to grant me some sort of protection. Do I have any offers from Vishnu coming in? Elron Hubbard? Anyone? I know you're supposed to be like a devout Christian and unwavering in your your faith. But that's not how we're raised here in America. I'm a capitalist. I'm gonna take the best offer that comes my way, you know? So 
Who wants my soul? Hi, Tim. This is Brendan from New York. Hi, Brendan. Uh, I have been listening since May 2015 because I grew a conscience after leaving college and entering the workforce. But I finally decided, wait, why don't I just go back and listening to the voice message line? There's there's nothing fucked up with the voice message line. That's always fun. Uh, so I think I'll be coming back and. Getting- so you're just gonna you're gonna just listen to the voicemail segment of the show. I think you're the first person to ever call it and say that's the only part I listen $10 to. Every month. That'll oh, be fun. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got eight years of content to look forward to. Eight years. Eight years of voicemail segments. <laughs> well, glad to have you back in any capacity. I truly do have some of the weirdest ass listeners of any podcast, and I wouldn't have it any other way. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you 206 666 4463. That's 206 Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. I need to serve you, goddess. I'm your slave. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.